turn with me to Jeremiah, the 32nd chapter. 32nd chapter. We'll be reading verses. Seventeen down to verse 23. Jeremiah, the 32nd chapter, verse 17 down to 23. If you have it, say amen. Give you a little bit more time. Let's read. Oh, Lord Lord God, God, behold, thou hast made made the the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for thee. Thou showest loving kindness unto thousands, recompenseth the iniquity of the fathers into the bosom of their children after them. The great, the mighty God, the Lord of hosts is his name. Great in counsel and mighty in work, For thine eyes are open all the ways of thy son to men to give everyone according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings which have set signs and wonders in the land of Egypt even unto this day and in Israel and among other men has made thee a name as at this day and has brought forth thy people Israel out of the land of Egypt with signs and with wonders and with a strong hand and with a stretched out arm and with great terror and has given them this land which thou didst swear to their fathers to give them a land flowing with milk and honey and they came in and possessed it but they obeyed not thy voice neither walked in thy law They have done nothing of all that thou commandest them to do. Therefore thou hast caused all this evil to come upon them. Behold the mounts. They are coming to the city to take it. And the city is given into the hand of the Chaldeans. They fight against it because of the sword and of the famine and of the pestilence. And what thou hast spoken is come to pass. And behold, thou seest it. Amen. Amen. May the Lord add a blessing to the readers of his word. Most Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift this congregation up before you right now. We bind every spirit right now that is not like you. We come against everything, O God. O God, in the name of Jesus, we pray for each and every one that's present this morning. Touch, Lord, and deliver right now. Lord, we pray that you stir our minds, O oh God. Give us, O oh God, though God, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding how to possess our vessels in this hour. Lord, we pray, O oh God, that you'd visit the sick and those that are in bereavement, O oh God. Those, O oh God, that don't know you in the pardon of your sin. 
of their sins. God, we pray right now, Lord, touch every home that's represented. Lord, meet every need, O oh God, according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Lord, we thank you, O oh God, for what you're doing right now. We bless your name forever. You are a great God. We lift, O oh God, this up to you right now. Lord, we pray that you bless your manservant. Give him clarity of thought, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of your word as he deliver your word for your people right now. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said amen. You may be seated. The subject this morning will come from verse 17. The latter part. There is nothing too hard for God. I would kind of like to tie it in with what I preached last week. It could be considered as part two. It's complicated. But there is nothing too hard for God. When you look at the fact that when you, the definition that I gave about complicated, it is consisting of many interconnected parts of element indicated. So you must understand and remember that we've got so much that is going. And, and, and when you look at the scripture that I used, uh, Solomon was telling us God created man upright and it's we that have made this thing complicated. We have made our life and we made our relationship with God so complicated that we don't know how to make the right decisions and do the right things because now we have so much we're busy about doing. Uh, it, it, it's uh, sometimes we wear so many hats. It's depending on who you're talking to, if you're talking to your son, you a father, a mother. Uh, you're talking to your husband or wife, your spouse. You're talking to your parent, your child. We just we have complicated this thing so much that we're making it hard for us to be saved. Uh, I know we, we've got things that we think it's necessary, but when you must remember that when Jesus was talking to Martha and she was complaining about not having no help. She was just busy about being busy. We're leaving the weightier matter. And I don't know if you've noticed the urgency. This is no time to get lost. This is no time to get overly concerned in your earthly affairs that you won't prepare yourself for departure. Uh, the train is almost 
down the rail. It's almost here. It's almost time to get on board and get out of here. And if you're not careful, you will miss it. And, you know, we talked about last week some of the things that we can get caught up in. We can get caught up in our problems. We can get caught up in our prosperity desires. We can get caught up in our families. And we can miss the kingdom of God. I think what a tragedy to be in the house of God and miss God. We can get caught up in our health issues and, and our problems and our shake it and take it. And sometimes if you just don't put the wrong thing in your mouth, you're going to be all right after all. But we get caught up because we hate change. I don't want to change. You change. You leave me the same. And that's what we fight. That's what we fight. That's why you fight truth. And that's why you fight the word of God. Because you don't want nobody to tell you you're wrong. Well, let's face it this morning. The biggest problem we have with God is he tell us you're wrong. Uh, nobody wants nobody to call them out on what they've got going on, but you're wrong. You know, sometimes the boss man is all right, but when he has to call us in the office and tell you, you're wrong, you got to write up because you're wrong. And so it causes a lot more complications. Yes, we, we, we forget that mankind was created upright. Uh, you were created without any problems. You were created with the right mindset. You were created with the right amount of love for God. But you lost it. You got divided. In your devotion. You got crossed up. After you got the Holy Ghost. Oh that's where we don't want to deal. We don't want to deal with. We got crossed up. After God gave us the Holy Ghost. Because he would not have given it to you. If you were divided. If you were self-consumed, if you were selfish, if you were carnal, you would never got it. Oh, come on, walk with me, church. And so now there are things in our life that are more important. We got caught up in the scheme of living. I uh, know. If a man don't work, you don't eat. But where you get the strength from to do the work? It is God's law that you are obeying in order to get what you need. He has set it in stone. I will bless the works of your hands. We get caught up in the work and lose sight of the God. Oh, you don't 
don't like me, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to preach this morning. Because it's time for real saints to come out. It's time for real saints to examine where you are before it's too late. You don't have as much time as the previous generations had. The clock is running down and the Bible says the harvest has passed and the summer's ended and you're still not saved. How many of you realize you're fighting the same problem last year that you're fighting this year and something should have been settled last year? Oh, y'all don't hear me, but I feel a preach in the house. When you look at the fact that there causes God to send a judgment, and that's what he's talking about. It's complicated according to Solomon. But in Jeremiah 20, 32 and 17, there is nothing too hard for God. So, but you've got to understand what God is doing. God is getting ready to send judgment. And we as saints of God don't realize judgment is a part of salvation. We're losing sight of the fact that if it was not for salvation, we will all be judged as sinners. And because of disobedience, even though there is salvation, we are still going to be judged as sinners. And that's a real issue. Because according to some belief, once saved, always saved. And some of us have the attitude that I'm all right. I don't care what the word of God says. Don't judge me. You, you can't judge me. I have a relationship with God. But my question, do God have a relationship with you? There have been folks that have been madly in love with somebody and that somebody didn't love them. Come on here. So you got to decide right now how you want this thing to go. Your life. God's judgment. Or do you want to be judged with God's mercy? Oh, contrary to popular belief, there's nobody perfect. No, not one. Contrary to popular belief, we could easily fall out and do the most, most 
abominable sin right now after you speak in tongue, after you run the aisles, after you jump and shout. And some of us will do it out in the open and not in private. And we'll have you believe that I'm still saved. Disobedience. Disobedience. God has a problem with. Disobedience. It's like you being a witch in modern times. And believe it or not, that spirit has crept back up in the world. Solomon, Jeremiah rather, the book of Jeremiah was written against the backdrop of a supreme evil. The people of God had walked away from God and have embraced the gods of pagan nations around them. Their character can be seen in Jeremiah 28 and 35. But I want you to note, they didn't leave Jerusalem. They left God. In the land that he promised to give them, they walked away from God and thought they were going to keep the land. Didn't realize God said, what's mine is mine. Don't think you're going to keep what God done gave you once you leave God. Whole lot of folks think God ain't going to take back what he gave them. Because of their sins, God is bringing his judgment upon the people. It was a time of pain, sorrow, death, judgment. It was in this atmosphere that Jeremiah was sent to preach the word of God. And may I add, because God sent you a word when you're wrong, that don't mean you're going to receive it. You need to work on receiving the word of God before you get wrong so you can stay right. Oh, I wish I had a church right there. Jeremiah was sent to the people who wouldn't hear his message. He was sent to a people who would turn a deaf ear to the plea of repentance. And that's the issue. Have you noticed as a child of God how hard it is for you to say I'm sorry? How hard it is for you to tell God I repent and repent with a broken and contrite spirit. I'm not talking about just with your lips, but with a broken and a contrite spirit. God will not despise. And for the save our lives, we can't get there. And we think as we go closer into the end times, all we got to do is open our mouth and say we're sorry. But if you don't have a broken and a contrite heart, you haven't actually got down to true repentance. 
Jeremiah preached complex 50 years. It is not recorded that he had a single convert. Doesn't say Jeremiah preaching saved nobody. So there's a chance with all the preaching that you've heard, you still won't be saved. It was a tragic time for the nation of Israel. Jeremiah was sent to preach a message of judgment. He was sent to a people to let them know that they had angered God and that they were about to be judged. Now look at that. You are about to be judged and it won't convict you. What's going on now? Judgment is in the land. Do I need to say that again? Judgment is in the land. And you're not even bothered about judgment being in the land. He sent the people to let them know that they had angered God. Jeremiah was commanded to tell them the nation would be invaded. And he was sent to tell them that they would be taken captive. And he was sent to deliver the final message to the king. Don't you know one day there's going to be one last sermon? If you ain't in church, you might not hear. There's going to be one last time to get it right. And you've got to be in a place where you can hear God. And can I tell you, God ain't speaking in a whole lot of places that you say he's speaking. You've got about to find out that God is more particular than you've ever been. The Lord knows them that are here. As a result, Jeremiah was not the most popular preacher or the popular man in the nation. He was arrested and thrown into prison. So you think if the prophet was persecuted, this thing may be about to boomerang any day now because judgment is in the land. And we look at, even now we have begun to observe living in tough times. Like Jeremiah lived in, it's tough times. You're afraid to get rid of everything you got because of tough times. You're afraid to, to think about, am I going to have enough to pay the utilities along with the mortgage? It's tough times. Everything is going up and seem like the wages are going down. I believe it is one particular time in the Bible where our ox heads were the day's wages. So saints of the most high God, and I want you to remember that it is complicated. But you got to know that God knows even the every fiber of our heart. God don't have to wonder about you and me because God knows that if you have predetermined in yourself that you're going to walk according to your own way and not his. 
But God wants me to remind you this morning. There is nothing too hard for God. Even though you've made your life complicated and you pushed him out more than you brought him in. And then you're divided in even in your devotion. You make most of your praise about yourself. Rather than just shouting hallelujah, glory to God. You have to put in what you did and how you did and how you fasted and how you prayed. Where does God get the glory? Hallelujah. So when we look at all that is going on with Jeremiah, there is a crisis. We must remember the problem that he faced while the people God has blessed. They have refused to walk in the will of God. Have you ever watched somebody what the old folks said they had two left feet? Have you ever seen them walk? You couldn't tell which way they're getting ready to turn if you watch their feet they walk like a duck I come to tell somebody I'm not watching your mouth but I'm watching your feet you're not concerned about what God's got going on it's all about you and you gotta get some things settled cause God's gonna hold you in account of what you're doing he haven't left me out either hallelujah to God when you look at the fact that nothing is too hard for God when you look at the the definition of nothing hallelujah not having prospect or progress not having no value he had a series of nothing job nothing at all nothing at all is who too hard for God it also when it makes a statement about nothing something that doesn't exist what you need to realize sometimes we create problems in our mind that are not really there hallelujah to God God has done everything to save you and me because of our schemes and our way of living we have decided that it's too hard to follow God and it's too too hard to live this holy way do I have a church 
Or do I have to preach to myself? Hallelujah to God. The absence of the magnet magnitude of quality uh, also the zero sense uh, nothingness uh, non-existence uh, someone or something uh, of no slight value can I tell you you have listened to folk that have no value in God's salvation whether it be a false prophet a false teacher a philosopher or a motivator that have told you that God wasn't going to do what he his words said that he was going to do I have a church hallelujah to God I come to tell you history bear record of the fact that God will visit this world with judgment do I have a church you may not have access to the book of Enoch but can I tell you it did rain 40 days and 40 nights the world record of the fact that something happened hallelujah to God the world record of the fact trees all kinds of animals drowned on the earth but God saved eight souls can I tell you God don't need a large number to get a work done do I have a church hallelujah to God when you look at God he, he took the land of the Philistine these were giants that God was not pleased Nephilims the fallen angels God sent us a word if he judged the angels that left their first estate he's gonna knock on your door he's gonna knock on my door 
and tell us judgment is in the land you can't escape the judgment of God wasn't it God that walked down in Egypt after 400 years he sent the nation up down there 400 years only look at God I'm sending you down there but I need you to know you ain't coming out to 400 years later can I tell you you can be in hot water a long long time hallelujah to God trying to save yourself but I see God down in Egypt you you Israelites you trying to make this thing about you hallelujah to God you're telling everybody you're Abraham's seed but it's amazing you won't do what Abraham done hallelujah to God you're telling everybody your Isaac boys and your Isaac daughters but you won't do what Isaac did hallelujah to God can I got a question for you 21st century saints you say you're saved but you won't do what saved people do hallelujah to God there's some things you better get right cause the Lord is down here hallelujah to God wasn't it amazing he was in Egypt but he didn't go to Goshen yet but judgment was in the land I feel like preaching here hallelujah to God a whole lot of us think we exempt but what God got coming around the corner hallelujah to God won't walk close to God won't get rid of the Isaiah's that's in our life and won't give God nothing that he's asking us for how dare you think you can go on and God ain't coming down the Goshen hallelujah to God when you look at the last two years you can't even recognize the world it has just been two years how foolish can you be your dollar ain't the same hallelujah to God 
blessing me to tell you. He know how to get you where it hurts. Hallelujah to God. So God was down there. And we thought that God was just just praying in the nation of Israel but it was about the gods of Egypt that God went down there cause every god in Egypt had exalted itself above God I can see God so one day 40, 40, 40 40 years had passed another 40 had passed now we're down to 80 I can see God counting hallelujah to God you thought he just started the countdown but God started the countdown when he honored his word when God spoke it that's when it started the countdown that's when it started to happen so I can see God down there in Egypt hallelujah the first thing that challenged the to challenge God with they worship the snake the same thing they said hey baby has God not said or did God really say that thing do I have a church do I have to preach to myself I can see the magicians Pharaoh got tested he called for the magicians lay your staff down but can I tell you my God is bigger than your God God, ain't nothing too hard for my God. They laid their staff down there and look at God. God's snake ate up their snake and they didn't have a staff when God got through. Moses reached down there and picked up the staff and they didn't get their staff back but look at God I can see Moses because nothing was too hard for God I can see Moses with the staff hey Pharaoh ain't nothing too hard for my God hey Pharaoh my God is the real deal God. Hey, Pharaoh, I'll be back in a few days. You still don't believe, but I serve the true and living God. Hallelujah to God. Then it got down to 
look at God. You worship the Nile. You got a God as a half fish and a half man. Look at God. Not realizing when you look at some of this stuff, they worship Nephilims and they worship demons. Have dog God and a whole lot of us not even worried, not even even curious what makes somebody turn around from following God. Can I tell you, we're doing it wholesale, even right now, look at God, we serve a God, the old church sang, and he's a mighty good God. Hallelujah. But I can see him got all the way down there. Challenge every God that the Egyptian had. And then on the last day, look at God. God said, Now I can't finish this thing. Until I go to Goshen, look out here, cause a whole lot of saints get tripped up, cause they think that the nation of Israel didn't get judged, hallelujah to God, he said Pharaoh, I'm going to let you call the last plague, hallelujah, Pharaoh said, I am a God, and I'm going to slew the firstborn of every Israelite, and I saw God stand up in my mind, I got you what I want you, hallelujah to God, I am the first, I am the last, beside me, there is no God, and I can see God, down in Egypt, Lord have mercy, didn't have the protection of God, you see where the danger is, Saint, you're in the last day, and if you don't have the protection of God, he's going to judge you like a sinner, in the last day, all the woes that he pronounced on the world, going to come to your house, and going to come to my house, but I see there are some Pacific instructions, 
down in Goshen, but wasn't given to the to the Egyptians. Now you've got to know. You gotta tune your ears. You gotta be in the place. Well, God's going to talk to you. Hallelujah to God. He told Moses, go down there. Go down the Goshen. It has begun. Look at God. And once God started thing, it ain't going to stop. Until God gets through, he told him, get a lamb for every house. Some of you can't follow instructions now. How are you going to follow instructions when the instructions get critical? Hallelujah to God. You'll never tell God I did it my way or I did it this way. There are some folks in the New Testament they were going to lie. I believe it was Priscilla and Aquila lied to the Holy Ghost opened their mouth and let loose their tongue and they gave up the ghost do I have a church or do I have to preach to myself down in Egypt or down in Goshen get you a lamb go get your staff put your clothes on don't nobody sleep tonight I can see some of you now he done lost his mind he think I'm giving up my sleep but you gotta make a decision are you gonna live or die are you gonna die down here are you gonna live in eternity if you can't follow instructions you gonna die down here and you'll never live up yonder do I have a church Hallelujah. So I can see him. Can't no bones be broken. You boil it in there. And I want everybody to put the blood over the doorpost of your house. Because the death angel is coming. I can see some of your smart Alex now. I'm just going to praise him. you going to die in your praise. I'm just going to love him. you going to die and God's still going to love to kill you. Hallelujah. You are a 
stiff neck in a disobedient generation you better look at yourself and see you how God sees you if you don't see yourself as God sees you you'll never be woman enough or man enough to repent Never be woman enough, a man enough to repent. This is time for instructions, and it's going to come from God. And if you don't have a heart and an ear to hear, you are going to miss it. And if you're not at the house of God, God ain't going to contact you because number one, you're disobedient on purpose. Oh yeah, I said it. God is dealing with folks that want to be saved. He ain't dealing with folks that have already made up their minds they don't want this. I'm not even sure he's dealing with the backslide. You know why I say that? If God was dealing with the backslider, There'd be a whole line of folks back in the church trying to repent. Because most of the folks that was in the church went out of the church. They're out there doing what sinners do. And there is no line for them getting back in. Do you see them? You try to talk to folks out there, every one of them say they already say. Doing everything that the sinners do. But they already say. And will tell you, God knows my heart. But they don't finish it. Yeah, you're right. But it's evil and desperately wicked. And some of us have fallen into a wicked heart. And nothing too hard for God. If you want him, he wants you. I don't know why folks can't grasp that. If you don't want him, he don't want you. It's like a good marriage. Folks that are married and want to stay married, they do everything they can to stay married. They ain't looking for no way out. Take the good with the bad. 
season has changed. This season has changed. Now you got to do all you can do. And you must do in order to be saved. You got to be saved with your mind first. There's a group of people, maybe in the Revelation, where God said in one of the churches, remember where thou hast fallen and repent. Do your first works over. And everybody in here, everybody in here, didn't know what to expect from God. You had to open your mouth and let God feel it. Until God filled it, all you had was stammering lips. You got to do the same thing, brothers. Same thing, sisters. Don't you get too comfortable. You know why? If you get so comfortable, Bible's already put a woe on those that are at ease in Zion. Woe to those that are at ease in Zion. You're comfortable. You ain't going to do nothing to help God save you. You're going to look for every excuse not to be saved. He didn't say he was going to help you either. He just pronounced a woe on you. So can I tell you? Well, Becca already said, we could get down tomorrow, Brother Lamont, where there's no cattle in the stall and there's no fig on the vine. And if you ain't got no praise in there, ain't nothing going to come out of there but cursing. Go and love that house. You know what I found out? They did your house like mine. They jacked it up so you can pay more taxes. But if I go to sell it tomorrow, I can't get all that money. So go and put your treasures down here. You know what I found out? I can do everything I can to try to get that six pack that I've been talking about. But you know what I found out? Brother Lamont, God revealed to me every day. You can't try everything out there now because some of this stuff is sent by demons to get folks off. When you look at how all this stuff started, demons showed the women how to do certain things so that they could have a relationship with them, so that they could have a seed on the earth. And if the devil showed you how to get rich quick, it ain't God. Uh -huh. 
The devil done showed you how to make a potion so that you could be healed. That ain't God. There's some things you better turn off, and that's one of the things. The that 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 internet thing. The devil is still casting spells and making incantations. They done got a lot of this stuff from the devil. They done sold their souls for a revelation. Look at, look at, you, you better start looking at that Bible more closely. The children of Cain started it all, and they was not saved, and they ain't going to be saved. There were two groups of people on the planet came out of one man, Adam. The devil taught them how to do it. You preaching? It ain't of God. It ain't of God. You can tell how mad the folks are getting. Brother, I don't know if anybody in here want a dog spirit. You want to be a wolf? I'm a long wolf. No, I ain't either. I don't know what all that dog will do, but I know I don't want to be no dog. Are you a she-wolf? You are a predator. You are a hunter. I'm, I'm an alpha male. See little Robert come up here talking about he alpha male. Look like bro, bro, brother Fernanda take one arm and say, okay, alpha. The devil fooling folks. And we have lost conscious of the fact that this is a real battle and we in a real time like no other time that has been presented on the planet. We're judging people and not judging the devil in them. When Jesus saw the lying spirit in folks, you know what he said, Coco? You seek to kill me. That's what you heard from your father. He blamed the blamer. He blamed where it came from. At least take it back to where it came from. Say, I see that devil. I'm not fighting you. I'm fighting the devil. This is this is this is this is a time for saints to you either sharpen your sword or you go lay down because you're getting ready to die. There's another definition, and it's a little literal definition of nothing. No matter having no value or effects, be useless. Hmm. See all this stuff you going through, all these schemes and plots that you done made, brother Lamont. Say, hey, 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 let me stop. Let me tap you on your shoulder. Hey. That's useless. You working yourself too hard. 
you're going to be tired before it's time to die. You know, the devil do want us to run out of time or get tired and quit. Ooh, I'm so tired. You know what? I stopped saying that. I said, look, what did I do? I worked that out. That was for me. I still didn't do enough to be tired. I got two kids. I love them dearly. But I ain't worrying them, worrying about them so much that I'm tired. I'm going to 